Hello and welcome to Heller Radio. I'm Nora Rose. And I am Sally. And we need to talk about Destiel. As always. <laughs> As always. And these two episodes don't really have much Cass himself, but they're still important. Especially yes. <laughs> especially to the whole, you know, by Dean stuff. <laughs> yeah. And let's mention the episodes we are talking about. It's uh, Sex and Violence. Right? Yep. Yeah. 414 Sex and Violence and 415 Death Takes a Holiday. Yep. Right. So, shall we dive into it? Let's. <laughs> All right. So, Sex and Violence is the Siren episode, and Sam and Dean are on a hunt that's a little weird. Though that could be said about all of their hunts. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and they uh, realize that these victims... Uh, well, okay. The, there are husbands who are killing their wives. And they seem to be in happy relationships. And they realize that these husbands all have the same story. There's a stripper. But it seems to be a different stripper every time. Um, so they figure out that it's a siren. And sirens can shapeshift. And they... They will uh, look like something or someone you desire most. So ba basically yes, they're the fact, perfect person. Yeah. For you. In fact, what what the the conversation is, is... So whatever floats the guy's boat, that's what they look like? Yeah. You see, sirens can read minds. They see what you want most, and then they can kind of, like, cloak themselves. Mm-hmm. So, that's interesting. <laughs> and this other FBI agent shows up, and... Sam follows one lead and Dean follows another lead with the other FBI agent uh, whose name is Nick Monroe. And they hit it off. They've got the same taste in music, the same taste in cars, same everything. And the Nick gives Dean a lead that seems to imply that this girl that Sam has been spending time with is the siren. So Dean freaks out, of course. But it turns out that the siren is actually Nick. And the way that they infect, that sirens infect their victims is saliva no they don't kiss 
they <laughs> share a drink. <laughs> um, and uh, Nick infects Dean and he infects Sam and basically tells them whoever wins gets him. <laughs> yeah. 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 So luckily Bobby shows up and saves the day and basically tells the two of them that they're idiots. <laughs> idiots, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Uh and so that's that's sex and violence. Death takes a holiday. They hear about, Bobby tells them about a uh, case where there's this town where no one's dying. No one's, no, no one has been dead in one week or something. So, yeah. Something like that. And, yeah. and it's not like, you know, just some miraculous, you know, no one has had the opportunity to die. No, like the episode starts out with this guy getting shot in the heart and he doesn't die. So they go check it out and they're feeling a little bit uh, uneasy about this because, you know, if they fix this, then people are going to start to die. And that doesn't seem like what they like to do. You know, they like to save people, not, you know, so uh, <laughs> it turns out that the Reaper in town was taken by black smoke. And, the, and we find out about the black smoke after we have a run-in with uh, Alistair, who's not dead. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> so we assume the black smoke is Alistair. And then a Reaper we recognize shows up. Tessa from the beginning of season two and Dean doesn't recognize her at first but then I don't know why she has to kiss him to do this but she kisses him um and restores his memories and uh he remembers and is sort of like well okay she's not that bad she did try to kill me but she has a you know good head on her shoulders basically <laughs> or other parts okay yeah nah, yeah valid valid um then the black sh smoke shows up again and all of a sudden tessa's gone so uh Oh, and I totally forgot to mention that they're astral projecting yeah. at this point yeah, they are with all the help of Pamela. Jail. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, so that's a thing. <laughs> and so they have this kid who was the last one to die, but he wasn't able to cross over. Uh they have this kid help them learn how to do all the ghosty stuff like you know throw things with their mind and punch you know punch yeah. and yeah so they go to where alistair and the two reapers are turns out it's another 66 seals thing have to kill death twice and uh they 
fight Alistair and the other demons and it doesn't it's it's a mess um he does manage to kill one of the reapers but not Tessa and Tessa helps them escape and suddenly Sam disappears um meanwhile Pamela is dealing with some demons in their motel room and she brings back Sam and getting stabbed herself ends up getting stabbed but she's not bleeding because no one can die in this town yet (laughs) (laughs) and then Cash shows up at the end um right as Alistair is about to attack Dean and explains that it wasn't actually Bobby who sent them on this hunt. It was him and that they did manage to stop the seal from breaking. So yay for that, I guess. And then Dean shows back up in the motel room and Pamela starts bleeding out and she's mad at them because she didn't want anything to do with this demon and angel business. I think she and Kevin are the most relatable characters in all oh, of yeah. Supernatural. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So we end on that really sad note. And did you notice, Sally? Because I remember a couple episodes back, you hadn't realized that Kim Manners was dead. Did you notice there was I a... did, yeah. I saw the... <laughs> yeah. The dedication at There's the end. a little in memory of Kim Manners right before the credits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense why Supernatural looks the way it looks after season four. <laughs> but yeah. Actually, just to follow all this, uh, when Cass says that he was, um, that he was the one to... Uh, tell them about the case I mm-hmm. think that episode ep- opens with Sam talking on the phone which we assume it's Bobby with... yeah yeah or... so like did Cass like make his voice sound like Bobby's like what happened there <laughs> it's a bit confusing a good question. <laughs> I don't know I don't know But, okay, so some themes in these episodes. We, once again, with Death Takes a Holiday, we have the theme of what's dead should stay dead. And actually, they put it in a different wording at some point in the episode. Let me find it in my notes. They call it the natural order of things. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. And... Sam appears to be a big advocate for that, and Dean thinks that's bullshit. Especially because the two of them have not really been the poster boys of. <laughs> yes, think <right>? that. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, but there's there's also Dean saying we're no different than anybody else, and that's when Sam's like. <laughs> <laughs> I have demon blood. You went to hell. What are you talking about? 
We're very different from other people. He's just a random guy, just a random dude. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, they have <laughs> this, this, this in sex and violence. I'm, I'm going to use this term, and don't judge me for it. We have the monster fucking. Yes. Like, yeah, twice. Well, I mean, that's kind of the whole point of the episode. And, you know, he he even says what uh, at some point when he thinks that the chick, when Dean thinks that the chick that Sam's hanging out with is the siren, he says, what is it with you and banging monsters? Because he's like, you know, there was that werewolf girl whose name I forget. Uh, there's <laughs> Ruby. There's, you know, this girl. There's, and yeah, and this like, is what is it with so, you? This is so funny in retrospect. <laughs> oh my God. Considering okay. we're talking about Destiel? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was my point. I mean, I would go as far as to say that actually. I mean, that's Dean shouldn't be saying that. Dean, who enjoys tentacle porn, but like, yeah, right? It, it appears like she, he is just jealous that he isn't the one brother who gets to fuck the monsters at this point. Yes, yes. The picture, but, you know. uh, well, and I mean, there are other people that Dean has relationships with as well in like Benny like (laughs) Benny and Crowley and yeah it's hmm. oh and didn't last episode uh Dean bang an angel hmm yeah oh right 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 yeah so he has already done the monster fucking thing He's just the one who always attacks Sam in that regard, so so Sam doesn't notice the who the actual monster <laughs> who the actual the monster is. fucker is. <laughs> but this oh, episode is so good. It's actually one of for me. It's like one of the classic uh, classic X uh, Files. <laughs> what am I talking about? One of the classic <laughs> supernatural episodes. Yeah. Yeah, well, and okay, I have to point out here. So there are a lot of people who argue that this whole Nick thing is not evidence of by Dean. Because at least that's what the show is going for anyway, what they're trying for. And because they try to go with the brother excuse. But the thing is, even when there's that kid who kills his mom, it's still a romantic thing with the siren. I mean, yeah, I get I I I I absolutely agree with what you, what you say what you're saying. Um I mean, at the end, uh they definitely try to steer it to make in a way that that would make it all about brother not rivalry but like their weird relationship or their um, whatever they are dealing at that point dealing with but um, 
but even the way it's like worded because when when both of um, Sam and Dean both have been infected with with his saliva uh, mm. and they are about to fight he literally says Nick literally says so who wins will get me forever yes. so like exactly what is a brother like you don't word it like that if you're if you're talking no. like yeah I just I don't buy the brother shtick. It's not it's not I mean there, believable. There, there could be so many other ways to address the brother thing instead of using this thing. And if you look at it in context of what sirens are famous for and the lore <laughs> for the lack of better word it was never about like sisterhood or brotherhood or you know like parents or yeah. kids it was always oh, yeah. about about sailors falling in love with the voices or the callings of and following them and just getting wrecked and yeah you know dying it was all always in romantic a romantic romantic way so you know, it it this entire concept already comes with baggage, and then the first half of the episode plays into that baggage, and then they at the end they try to oh straighten it up. <laughs> and yeah, it yeah, kind of doesn't work, right? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Well, and here's a question for you: Considering that we all believe that the siren thing. putting aside the fact that the brother thing isn't believable if it were okay why would sam figure out what's going on that quickly when dean attacks him and nick's there you do you know what scene i'm talking about yeah, when they first, when Sam gets into the um, yeah, right before he's room, infected. Right? Yeah, yeah, right before he's infected. Why would Sam figure that out so fast? Yeah, good question. Like there is, I, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> no, I, I honestly don't. Yeah, there's, yeah, unless, yeah, the implied thing here is unless he knew about Dean's. <clears throat> proclivities <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. um well yeah. and also right after that sam asks him like why why are you doing this or something like that to nick and nick's response basically is i want to fall in love again in fact that's verbatim what he says yeah and again and again yeah you don't fall in love with your brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I I guess that was referring to the previous victims because they have already established in that room that this is about the brother thing. But again, it's it's not. Yeah, exactly. Now it's not like they had to make it that way. They had to write this episode, and they had, they, they you know, they, they they had all the yeah, freedom. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, they could have used any sort of other monster to tell this story between the brothers, but they chose a siren. Yeah, 
I mean, and also the way that they are, they look like same age. If there was a like, it would have been yeah difficult to sell that as an FBI agent. But they could have like had a, if they wanted it to be a man and have that plot twist, they could have cho- chosen somebody somebody younger, somebody I don't know, somebody that would uh, whose existence was, would would more underline the brother theme in there and not no i'm just not gonna yeah yeah and yeah Mm -hmm. so death takes a holiday the first thing that i want to say about this is um when pamela sends them into the veil and they're just figuring out that this worked she says something about, I assume you're somewhere over the rainbow right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that that noticed that too, but I was like, yeah, that's just like figure of speech. Okay, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But also, I... you know what friends of Dorothy means? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. So anytime that you reference wizard of oz i'm i'm immediately gonna go there sorry (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's that's your god-given right (laughs) nobody's gonna take it away from you (laughs) yeah that's all Mm -hmm. and then okay go go ahead No, go go ahead. Where are you gonna mention? <laughs> where are you gonna mention? Well, something? I was just gonna go into uh, the conversation with uh, Tessa, where Dean talks about how after the car accident where he met Tessa, uh, he f- he basically says he felt like you know he should have been dead. Mis- he felt like yeah. he shouldn't have been alive and you know maybe some suicide themes there um but then he went to hell and was brought back from hell and now he feels like he has a purpose yeah which obviously i don't have to say this but i'm going to because this is a destiel podcast this is because of Cass. Mm-hmm. He literally says, but I guess things are different now, implying that he's no longer so suicidal. That's what he's saying. Right? And yeah. that's huge, especially for a character like Dean. Yeah. I think in this episode, Dean has kind of come around and kind of accepted that good things might be happening especially like when you look at at what's going on in this, this episode from the start that people are not dying they are like living past what they were supposed to live uh, uh live for so it kind of starts off po- in like positive light and yeah. then dean is also kind of you know he he's dealing with stuff and he's doing good and he's not suicidal apparently anymore yeah. but 
right when he kind of reaches that acceptance point that good things are gonna happen, Tessa comes comes with her speech, which is mm-hmm. which in which she says exactly the opposite. Yeah, that that yeah, Dean shouldn't believe that angels have something good in store for him. Yeah, which which. F- <sighs> <sighs> We we are not going to start talking about the next episode yet, but yeah. Oh dear. <sighs> and um, what does yeah? She kind of like yeah. The angels, the angels are in shoulder, you know. And the fact that Dean Dean says, so you have have heard about that, you know about that, huh? And the way that that line is delivered, it's kind of very like he's like, yeah, you have heard about that. He's kind of like sounds more exciting than like excited, excited than scared or like, worried at that point. And he, yeah, it literally implies that he kind of found his purpose. Though I don't think he knows yet that he's Michael Sword, right? I mean, that comes no, later. no, that yeah. doesn't isn't a reveal until mm-hmm. season five. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much later. Uh, so, but but the, also the the way he says, I mean, most of the ones I have met, meaning angels, are dicks with wings. He says most, meaning that he doesn't mean that all yeah. angels are yes. like that. So I wonder, yes. yeah, who is the lucky angel who? <laughs> I mean, yeah. obviously, Anna, but also, yeah. <laughs> also, please go on to read the title of this podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> go back. <laughs> Refer to our main topic. <laughs> yeah, and the, this entire conversation at the end is so heavy between uh, Tessa and Dean. Um, yeah, because he's obviously excited to have a second chance and uh, to do good. And then, yeah, Tessa says that he shouldn't be so naive. I finally found in my notes where the other phrasing of what's dead should stay dead is. And it's Cass who says it. He says, to everything, there is a season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, Sam also says the, there is a natural order of things when they are at the grave there before yes. they put oh, the Oh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not disputing yeah, yeah. that. I just think. No. Mm-hmm. So they mentioned to everything there is a season yeah. is more poetic. <laughs> but Dean again in that scene struggles with the same thing he has struggled all these seasons. That when well, when the people who were supposed to die die in the end. He's asking Cass to bring to to stop that, and so that that doesn't happen, and they they get to live. And then Cass obviously says he can't do or wants to do it. I don't remember anymore. Yeah. Well, um, and can I yeah. just okay backing up a little bit with the scene mm-hmm. with Cass? Um, his introduction in this episode is just. <laughs> fucking brilliant first of all it's hilarious and second of all i would argue that he's maybe starting to take on some of dean's mannerisms here 
because that is a very Dean response. What the hell? Guess again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wasn't there there in a same scene that parallels that one with either Ruby or Meg? I don't remember which one. I'm sure there is. Yeah, yeah, there is was like and I think it's Ruby and it's like demons and she's like guess again or something. I think it was something. in one of the previous yeah, anyway, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, so just, you know, continuing that parallel. And then I love when Dean's Dean's fighting this whole, you know, you don't have to kill these people. These people don't have to die. And Cass is like, he, when he says the, to everything, there is a season and, you know, we can't make exceptions. And Dean says, you made an exception for me. And Cass just says, you're different. Yeah. Uh, which we still don't know what means, what it means. Does mm -hmm. it mean that, yeah. Yeah. Are are we talking about him being the Michael Sword? Is he different to Cass? What is going on? Who knows? Cass doesn't, obviously. <laughs> oh, but we find out next episode he does know something. Yeah. But before that, it was before that when um the the thing that made me me I found was a bit funny to me is that uh, when Dean asks, you are, you recruited us? So it's like, Dean genuinely sees, I think, that Cass is the one who serves him and he doesn't serve Cass. <laughs> so it kind of comes out in that phrase. He's like, what, you recruited us? I thought you were working for us. And then uh, he also, when Ca to Cass... To be fair. Yeah. Cass does kind of go back and forth on that. He does, yeah. Right here in the first season that he's in, and also throughout the entire show. Yeah. It's a give and take. They have to learn that. Yeah. And I think eventually they do learn it, but this is their first year together they're they're gonna be bumps <laughs> so the, just 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 so you know we are recording this on 28th of june so the bumps are referring to something very specific that happened over the weekend so if you know you know if you don't i guess you will never know <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> I, I do not blame you. <laughs> lesser men have failed resisting their urges to open their mouths. Lesser men, <laughs> yes. Um. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um. We're all scared. That's wait, wait, the big wait. secret. Wait before you get to that point. Okay. When he says, when, whatever I ask you, you seem to do the exact opposite. It's like, he... Yes! <laughs> okay, came on wrong. Uh, so, he already kind of knows how D 
Dean works, you know? That he's a stubborn son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he knows how to pull his tri- I mean, pull his buttons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're all scared. That's the big secret. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge, huge moment for Dean. Yeah. Especially right after having that conversation with Tessa. Yeah. To admit some some macho guy like him to admit that he's scared. Granted, he's admitting admitting it to some kid who's about to go into the afterlife and never have any relevance on his life ever again. But he's admitting it out loud, and that's huge. I think him saying that he's scared also to some degree refers to Alistair. That's like my personal oh, reading. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and not like generally about everything that's going to happen and everything he doesn't know is going to happen. I think, I think uh, Alistair being there stresses him out a lot. Yeah. I mean... Uh, yeah understandably i mean stresses me out so that yes. that is amazing i know i said this last episode but i love alistair he's such a great villain and i particularly love this final vessel for him yeah he's this actor i've he's seen amazing. him in a bunch of things and he's always fantastic and this is my favorite thing he's ever done. And we'll go more into this actor's talents next episode. Because there's one thing in particular that's just crazy. Um, <laughs> but he's just, he's just so off-putting in the exact right way. Yeah. Since we are talking about Alistair, there was another thing I noticed. And Alistair, the thing is that Alistair mentions that he has been in Dean's head. Uh, and I guess there are other people or a person or a being that has had such in, intimate in knowledge of mm-hmm. uh, Dean. And I just find it very interesting how Alistair used his knowledge of Dean to basically tear him down. I mean, he to reshape it, him, uh, Dean, in ways that would be useful for Alistair. Mm-hmm. And then what Cass did with his knowledge of Dean, which is exactly the opposite. And that just strikes me as an interesting parallel well and an interesting foil too yeah yeah 
I like that. Yeah. Well, this was a shorter episode, guys, but unless you have more to add. I have a teeny tiny question. Okay, actually. go for it. Uh, so in, uh, in sex and violence, um, was it in sex and violence? Wait a second. Uh, where was it? Mm-hmm. So when, no, it was in this episode mm-hmm. when when Dean says, I checked Huggy Bear ain't available, like, who are we referring to? <laughs> <laughs> this is just something that I was, I thought I was misheard and I just had to go back and hear it again. I was like, who are we talking about? <laughs> honest, this is an honest question. I don't know. Is it about Cass? Is it about somebody else? Are we talking about Bob? I don't know. Why would Bob be talking about Bobby? But like, because I, did you did you miss it or did i think i i've it sounds familiar but i missed it this time yeah so basically when they they are uh they are talking that they would use somebody who has knowledge of uh reapers and so on that's what sam suggests and then that uh-huh. the reply Dean gives is that last time i checked huggy bear ain't available and yeah just that you just know me. <laughs> i don't know that he's necessarily referring to a real person or if he's just being a smart aleck uh you know what i am just saying this because i think just give me a second okay uh i think if you go to castiel's wiki page <laughs> Which is something I he often He is do. referred to as hug, Huggy Bear later on, for sure. Okay, so this is, yeah, this is just something that threw me. I, I didn't know if this was the reference that was on the wiki page or was there a different reference? Anyway, okay. No, Dean definitely does refer to Cass as Huggy Bear. <laughs> this is so weird. Uh, as I said before, straight people are weird, okay? Yeah. <laughs> this was supposed to be a joke. Okay, uh, let me see here. Huggy Bear is a character played by Antonio Fargas on the 1970s TV show Starsky and Hutch. Okay, obviously I didn't catch the obscure <laughs> reference Dean made. And honestly, I should be excused for that. <laughs> huh. I didn't know that either. We're just from the wrong generation. <laughs> I'd say Dean is from wrong generation. We are from right <laughs> generation. <laughs> huh. So, so he's not just like pulling random words out of thin air. He's this is this is an actual reference to something. Mm-hmm. Good to know. I never would have known that if you hadn't asked that question. See, we learned something <laughs> new today. I'm like, and you guys got to things. witness it in real time. <laughs> yeah, so exciting. Anyways, exactly. our next episode is going to be, drum roll. My favorite 
episode in all 15 seasons. <laughs> really? Okay, okay, okay. I am dead serious. <laughs> On the head of a pin. Oh, yeah. 416. Yes. Guys, this is such a good episode. And once again, we are devoting an entire episode to this episode. So stay tuned. <laughs> it's going to be great. We are very excited and uh, we hope so are you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Hella Radio. I'm Nora Rose. And I'm Sally. You can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Heller Radio. Theme music was provided by Kalua. And thank you so much to Josh for being our wonderful editor. Let me cry.